Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sinister Parlor Podcast. I'm Zombie Barbie, and tonight I get to talk again with the awesome, amazing director, writer, producer, cinematographer, and editor. <laughs> Brett Mullen. It's true. true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone's having a, a great night or or well, I guess it could be morning or day, depending on what time you release this. But hopefully it will be you're safe from this corona monster that's yeah. terrorizing people. We're all quarantined inside doing podcasts <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Did you know that Full Moon released a movie like today or yesterday? It was called Corona Zombies. No way. It's a real thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and they already shot it. Like, they were just like, hurry, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I did not hear that. Corona zombies. That's scary. I mean, I like that could happen. Movies. Zombie movies are cool. I don't know how they'll be any different with the coronavirus, but. Yeah. I mean, I... I, that's like another, like, not only do you turn into a zombie later on, but maybe like, you get sick and can't breathe first and then you turn into a zombie. So it's that like, could uh, be, they cough wind. a lot as they're walking. They're like all winded yeah. and coughing. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like it has a zombie with a, like a, one of those face masks on and there's like a toilet paper roll. <laughs> yeah. Try not to infect each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah. It's good. That's funny. <laughs> so before we start recording, I was telling you, your fucking background is awesome again. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Can you match? Um, <laughs> I'm remodeling. I just moved into a new residence. So I am putting cool things up and I always like color. So I think when I started uh, Phantasma in 2015, I started making practical bulbs in my house, um, different colors. So I could kind of um, see how they would naturally flow room to room as I was walking around, like so I could plant them in different scenes. So if you notice in Phantasma, it'll be like, It'll be like like coming from the closet and mm -hmm. you know it'll be lamps and stuff like that so that was just literally like just a little bit of time that i spent with that and i was trying to listen to only like new wave techno and electronica and stuff like that to try mm -hmm. to get like in the mood because i do that before i do a movie is i like dive all in and i try to like live it get obsessed with it and that helps me with writing and, mm -hmm. and shooting and everything like that and pacing you know yeah so you're like a method. I mean, not that this is from Phantasma, but um, I love painting things. Um, so you're like a method director. Instead of a method actor, you're a method director. Yeah. <laughs> method director. Like I live it, I breathe it. <laughs> but New Wave, that's actually, I love 80s New Wave. That is one of my yeah. absolute favorite genres. Like love it. It is super cool. It's I, um, I was in a band. Um, when I, well, I've been in 13 bands, honestly, but there's Lucky one 13. electronic band I was in called Thurston and the Turds. And <laughs> we were electronica <laughs> band. And uh, yeah, we were pretty good. We were like 80s new wave style. So cool. Yeah, you onto some. <laughs> yeah you'll have to send me some. See, my, my friend who was homeless, I get, well, he was originally from North Carolina, but he would come down to visit his grandparents and he would try to make as much money as he could so he had enough money to 
go back to North Carolina. So that was like his summer. So he'd be like sleeping around on the benches in town and stuff like that. And so I, I saw him because he came in my gas station. And I was like, I was like, hey, you can sleep at my house. So he came over and we just started making music. So I was thirsting because I had this soccer jersey that said thirsting on it. And he was the turd. Thirsting <laughs> <laughs> in the turds, but yeah. he was a turd. <laughs> well, we were picking on him because he was dirty. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the bench. So we're just like, yeah, instead of calling him Trevor, we'll just call him the turd. <laughs> I was Thurston because I was wearing a jersey that said Thurston and he was a turd. <laughs> Not as much sense as you need when you're like 15. I don't know. Because <laughs> he was dirty. Uh, I'm glad we kicked off the episode like this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Good meaty stuff up in the forefront. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. You need to send me stuff though. I do want to hear it if you have stuff that I can yeah. listen to. Yeah, I've got two albums by Thurston and the Turds. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty epic stuff. We'd usually just sing about skateboarding or running around the town doing trouble, you know. Basically. Cool. Sleeping on benches. A couple, couple girl songs. Oh, there was one about him being on the bench. Aww. So yeah, you could listen to that and it tells the whole story. Oh, that's so sad. Does he still yeah. sleep on benches? No, I think he deals marijuana in Colorado. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where I'm from, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going well for him. Probably. He's probably making He's a, a shit ton of money now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Where do you transition, right? That made me fucking laugh so hard. <laughs> um, so how many... <laughs> So that's the band that you have two albums with. So what do you have albums with the other bands that you're in since you yeah, did 13 so of them? <laughs> one band was called Ready, Set, Explode. And my mother was angry at me because the logo was a horse exploding. And I grew up on a horse farm. So she was like, why was it a horse? You know, <laughs> um, yeah, Ready, Set, Explode. Um, it was Memory of a Day. Uh, Ends Fall, which was a metal band. Sweet. Um, keeping the Change. We're like pop punk, like girls, you're weird. Uh, hey Pete, <laughs> which we got the band name Hey Pete because we saw my buddy Pete walking down the hallway and we we're just like, Hey Pete. And we're like, Oh, that should be the band name. Yeah, cool. And we were like, you know, Blink 182 style, just ripping uh-huh. chords and singing about women, tough times. <laughs> hey Pete. There was a couple more, but I, I don't know. Those, those were the main ones. The, the special ones I'd say. Nice. So did you sing in them or did you play an instrument? What were you? What'd you do? I sang in a couple of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was famous in my town for during keeping the change. We were at this like veterans type memorial hall place. And I I was planning, I was like, this would be so funny if I got into my boxers and I jumped into the drum set. And I did. <laughs> and uh it really hurt. And I, I played it <laughs> off really well. But I think everyone was confused why, why I did that. But I mean, we thought it was cool. We thought it was super cool. All the bands were a lot older, though. Judgy, you know? It all gets silent. They're just looking at you. Like in Back to the Future, yeah. when he goes all crazy on the guitar. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep, that one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other epic times, really. We had one song in um, Worst Case Scenario was the band. And 
we would just yell a bunch of things <laughs> when we start. Like we put a bunch of sombreros on and then just yelled. <laughs> it was like, we didn't have any like, there was no like, no one knew what the octaves or chords were. We were just like jamming stuff and yelling. <laughs> My dad liked the song that he thought it was cool. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just yelling in sombreros, you know, it's normal. Yeah, and see, and see, that's where I even started making movies or anything like that is I was making skateboard videos that were kind of like, you know, Jackass style before Jackass. And then we uh, made music videos for our bands and all that. And then I would make like, I had Deer the Living Dead, which my was my first movie. And it was like <laughs> little plastic deers set <laughs> on fire and come back to life. So that was really cool. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, then I, after film school, I was just like, I already have the skills. Like, I've been, I've been making stuff for forever. Yeah. Oh, so you went to film school? Yeah, I went to uh, two different film schools. I went to the New York Film Academy and I went to uh, Full South. Oh, I didn't so know that. Directing, editing, cinematography, and 3D animation. Dang. So you really know your shit. See, I thought you self-taught your, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good job. So, Look at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it was sort of self-taught before film school. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, film school, like any other school, I feel like the debt gives you a reason why you have to do it, you know? And um, yeah. for me, like, I was just like, oh man, this is cool. I'm making money doing this. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, so I, I did events and music videos for a while. And then, so now I just do you know, bigger commercials. Like I, I try not to touch any smaller stuff. I leave that all for my movies and art. So I can keep up, uh, you know, a good amount of calendar to be able to do movies. Mm -hmm. so. Damn, you're awesome. See, okay. So you need to start a band again and then you need to let me be in the music video and then you direct the music video too. Cool. I dig yeah. it. Let's yeah. do it. What are we going to call ourselves? Not, not, we're not gonna put turds in it. Um, well, we should. Yeah, that would. Be it could be anything we want in the turds, but we'll think true. about it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to think about that and get back, get back to each other. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like that's a trending word, so it's pretty know. funny. Might as well. <laughs> he was a turd because he was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> now he sells uh, marijuana in Colorado. <laughs> If he watches this, he'll be laughing really hard. <laughs> we'll have to show him. Yeah. <laughs> my nail tech, I'm trying to think. My nail tech's um, husband was in a band, and I wish I could remember the name of the band because it was like a punk band. And uh -huh. it was the most disgusting title you've like ever heard. It was something, God, like it has something with an STD and then something like bloody wow. infested venereal diseases or it was like you know something really weird and i was like yeah oh my god that's, that's gross say that. yeah that could get attention <laughs> yeah you think <laughs> so we're not gonna do that we're not <laughs> yeah no 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 we yeah. won't be named that you gotta keep it classy you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um so i ended up having and i'm sure you already know but i had shane terry on here yeah he's fucking awesome yeah, Shane's a cool, cool dude. Um, I've been lucky enough to work on a majority of my projects with Shane. Yeah. So he's he's always a trooper. He's always willing to do whatever. Like today he got live cast. I don't know if you saw like I saw body. that. 
Yeah, it's super cool. I didn't end up making it. I was gonna try to make it. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's down for whatever and he plays a great uh, creature and he plays a great person too in, in film. So he's super talented in both ways. Um, yeah. And he just has a love for it, like not many people I know. Mm -hmm. so it's always good to have that dude on board. Yeah, he's like, I was telling him in the interview, I'm like, you're like a Brett Mullen staple. You're in like quite a few of his movies because he was in Bloody Ballet, which is also Phantasma, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, was he in, he was in Bombshell Bloodbath, right? Yeah, yep. And he's, then, the, he's the main zombie. Yes, that's right. And then I even noticed on my own that he was the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I saw that and I was like, yeah. That's him. I think that's him. So I was like trying to look because it looked like him, but then it kind of didn't look like him. So I'm Google, like I'm looking up on his pictures because I saw the tattoo yeah. on the wrist. And I'm like, okay, See, I swear is, that's um, him. Not only is he in my films, but he is usually mul multiple people in every movie. So he's even two, he's two in Phantasma and he's three in Bombshell Bloodbath. You just don't know. He's three in yeah. Bombshell Bloodbath? Who's the third one? He He's one of the dead soldiers at the end of the movie, and he's the cop, and he's the zombie, and in Phantasma, um, he's the killer, and he's also the dad that's dead in the table in the very beginning of the movie, too. Oh! <clears throat> so because Phantasma is about the, the lead actress um, trying to get over the trauma of her um, dead parents, mm -hmm. I used Shane and I used Suzanne Danger in the beginning as her mother and father that were murdered, and that's why the killer looks like the bangs of the mother and then Shane Terry with the mask on. Because oh. <clears throat> that's, that's just how she sees death. It's pretty I cool. didn't even catch him as the dad, and he didn't even mention it. Dang. And, and he didn't mention the soldier on Bombshell Bloodbath, because I was like, yeah. you were the He's cop like kind too, of the right? Thing. <laughs> Dang. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, was, he cool. wasn't in Belladonna, though, right? He worked his crew though. Yep, okay. he did lighting. That's okay. That's yeah. right. Yep, he mentioned that. that he worked. Yeah. It's like my mind. So I was in a car accident when I was thirteen. So uh -huh. I have like my memory is like shot. So it's like when you mention, it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But it's like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember certain things. Like I'm sure half this we've talked about before the last time, but I won't remember until you start talking about it. That's all right. I have I've a problem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we were before we were recording, you were saying with Belladonna, you didn't write it. I did not. You directed uh, it. Morgan wrote it. Yeah, and originally um, the movie was about um, like a succubus, and we went. I know a lot about that. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't obviously say what it is, just in case you haven't seen Belladonna. But um, yeah, we changed the monster. Um, I rewrote some things. I, I had found this really beautiful location in Richmond, Virginia that I wanted to shoot at. So we kind of wrote some like classy scenes in it. Uh, took a lot of the dialogue and kept it the same. Um, I love the title of the Belladonna because, you know, that's the poison used in the movie. So mm -hmm. Bill did an awesome job. But like the movie came about that I was, <clears throat> I was not working or doing anything at the time. And I was like, man, I got two months off and I want to shoot something. So I said, you got some scripts, Bill? And Bill sent me five. Damn. And I read Belladonna and I was like, you mind if I shoot this? He's like, hell yeah. And uh, we, 
we did the uh, finished the writing and had it uh, edited in three weeks. That's Dang. how quick that did. And it ended up winning 16 different festivals. Like it did really well. Um, so that was super cool. Um, and that kind of held me over between Killer Babes and Bloody Ballet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an some art too. And I had never done any film festivals because um, both, you know, Bombshell Bloodbath and Bloody Ballet went to distro before they could do um, festivals. So oh. I didn't get to play. So all my friends are like, oh, I'm going to this and this and this. And I'm like, man, I want something to put in. So wow. it was also kind of it, um, me trying to find a way to mingle with fans and get to get to know people. So I started to do cons at the same time mm-hmm. and uh, conventions until uh, Belladonna. Cool. That's yeah. great. That's awesome though, that the other two went straight to distribution. I mean, cause that's usually, that's one of the hardest things to get is distribution. Yeah. Yeah. I was really fortunate and I was super fortunate to get redistro on the dead inferno. Um, dead inferno is bombshell bloodbath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you got all these names going on. <laughs> I know they've all been retitled. So this is Dead Inferno and the re-release that Tetra Video did. And it's a two disc. Oh shit. Limited edition. And I personally like it's got booklets and it like a wow. Super cool. Um, I made a documentary on it on the making of the film like went through all the the footage and cut everything together and did interviews with the cast and crew like later on and for that box set for the what you yeah, have in your the hand yeah wow. so there's like two hours of extra stuff on it it's insane that's cool is that what shane was talking about that there's only like a hundred made or there's only a certain amount made yeah yeah they did two runs of it the second run uh came out last month is sold out already damn so but it, it is the, uh, let's see, number one Sweet. out of their catalog. So that was really cool. And I got to know those guys because I submitted Belladonna in their festival, um, which is the Optical Theater in Italy. And they saw it, uh, Belladonna and they were like, um, yeah. hey, what else you got? It's like, I showed them Bombshell Bloodbath. And they said, as, as long as we can change the title, we're down. We want that. We love that movie. Mm-hmm. So, and it definitely, it definitely feels a lot like a Lucille Fulci film, mm-hmm. which I, like the Beyond or, or Zombie. Um, it's got a lot of those uh, kind of gory scenes to it. And it's got a good lighting scheme that matches up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty close. Pretty cool. It was like good. It. With like, some humor. You gotta have your Southern humor. Well, one thing that I know, not one thing, but one of the major things I do notice with your films your locations are freaking beautiful. Like I just, even um, on Belladonna, wherever you shot, I mean like that opening scene and like the staircase and stuff, I mean, that is beautiful. And then Bloody Ballet, I mean, the theater was beautiful. Even the, um, like the house, I mean, houses are beautiful. Like everything that you find is insanely gorgeous. And even like the, down the, icky part below in bloody ballet like oh, i don't know what house. i can say the pump house okay like even yeah. that's creepy as shit and that's a cool location yeah i i think that uh locations play you know as characters in movies as well and people forget that but you mm-hmm. watch a lot of set uh you know late 70s early 80s movies and they were just as key 
you know, to it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I love locations. I said, they say a lot for a movie mm-hmm. and um, it's just cool to move people in it. Like uh, if it's just standard houses or something like, or just all woods, it just doesn't excite me really. Yeah. But when you see um, the location for killer babes that we're about to shoot in May, it is insane. Um, it's a huge castle. It's got like four uh, pillars that go up um, that the witches are going to be all in. And it's got like uh, more of a spiraling like road, like Dracula all the way up to it. Just really, really cool. Um, this is figuring out like how do we utilize all the space? You know, it's got five caves on the property. Wow. Which is really cool. So I was already looking for like a witch coven type thing. And I'm like, they're going to be in the caves. That's awesome, right? Well, hell yeah. So, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. And the, uh, the other locations that we shot already were really cool. I found this really old vintage trailer and this uh, vintage roller skating place at Sammy Castle helped um, nice. orchestrate. And yeah, all that stuff so far in the movie is so good. And I literally can't show anything because it, it ruins plots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've cut some scenes together and I'm just so excited. It's, it's, uh, it's the best work um, that my team's done for sure. Really? Like yeah. Your other, everything else is really good. So I can't even imagine something. It just looks better. more, um, it looks more complete. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I really like the cinematography and stuff like that, but this one, like each shot has an intent to the next. Like it's very, very well polished. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm excited because I just think it looks really high end. Um, plus the cast is really cool and um, the music on it is really good. I haven't shared any of that yet, but the music is so good. Like it just makes me want to dance when it comes on. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> uh, it picks up just where Phantasma left off um, with the music. It's uh, synth oh, okay. wave. So. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, that was another thing. Your music is awesome. And I kind of noticed, because um, you had me watch The Beyond, the music with Bloody Ballet and The Beyond kind of like you can kind of, I can see mm-hmm. how it's an influence to you. You know, like you can, you can see it in your filming. Yeah. Hear it, I guess. That I could hear, you know, because I was like, oh, oh, that, that's kind of kind of like his. So he totally, you know, I can see that it influenced you. And the lighting. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, the lighting in the in both Belladonna and um Phantasma were really cool. They were totally different, but beautiful. Um yeah. I, I felt like Belladonna was neat because it hid in shadows mm-hmm. like everywhere. They're in the trailer, there's just a little like highlight, you know, on the actress. Or if they're in the one kind of castle scene, there's just a beam of light coming down from the wall. Or mm-hmm. um, you know, I like that. I think that's cool. Especially yeah. when they're beautiful locations and you just kind of like carve in where you want people to look. Because I always think like, uh, what's the brightest part of the scene? Like, what are you trying to lead people's eyes to? And then um, that's where you can hide other things like scares or whatever. Like, keep it away from where people are looking and then mm-hmm. lead them into it. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. That's <clears> super fucking fun. cool. Well, and then Bloody Ballet. And I, th- I had told you this before, you know, I love the purples and the blues and the reds and just like how you did all those pops of color. I, yeah. I love lighting. Like I, you know, I'd asked you about getting lighting for my house, you know, and you have the red light behind you. Like I love the lighting <laughs> and I love that kind of eighties feel that eighties look, how they do like the gels and stuff that 
It's so cool. Yeah. I'm extremely influenced by Mario Bava and uh, Dario Argento, like two two of the Hue masters. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, that's that's my favorite kind of filming, and I don't get to to, to do it too much with my commercial work. So it's like cool to experiment. Yeah. You know, I mean, Beyonce is doing that, but besides Beyonce, yeah. Well, I'm not paying attention to Beyonce. I'm paying attention to your work. <laughs> well, I just think she has a video of Hughes in it or something. I don't know. I forget. People call it the Beyonce if it has like magenta in it now. I was like, it came a long time before her, I'll tell you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've been using that shit way before she was anything. <laughs> Bitch. <I'm just> <laughs> um, so the two, so Mario, because I want to write down some things to check out too, because when you told me to watch the beyond, I loved that movie. So I want to find, like, I want to watch more of that stuff. Cool. So I got you go. Just, you got Lucio Fulci, right? Mm-hmm. So you watched the beyond you mm-hmm. watched. Um, so he's got a gateway of hell trilogy. So he's oh. got city of the living dead and house by the cemetery. So both of those were within, within a year of the beyond and they complete the trilogy. So that's really cool. All like supernatural zombie stuff. So and, and they all three coincide? Like those are all three together with the beyond? No, just like as much as Argento's um, Mother of Tears, Suspiria, and Inferno. Oh, like, Suspiria. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that was him. So Suspiria is Dario Argento. Dario. And he did like a, a trilogy of witch movies. And then Fulci did a trilogy of zombie, like supernatural movies. So kind of kind of neat. Yeah, hell yeah. All those are good. All those are great. Fulci's way more bloody. Um, Argento's way more color palette heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll definitely send you a cool list. And then there's a bunch yeah. of directors who did a lot of uh, either cannibal movies or giallo movies. And uh, if you liked Bloody Ballet, you know, Phantasma, then you'd like the giallo movies because it's kind of that hidden killer till the end. Okay. That's where they get it from. It's like detective movies of the 40s when they used to do the uh, the yellow backdrop and then they put the little circle in and be like, detective image. Oh, okay, Whatever. yeah. So they <laughs> call it yellow, which means yellow, which is the yellow cover. And that's where they started slanging that the movies were giallos is if they were kind of like a detective trying to figure out who's the killer until the very end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Send me like a huge list of everything you think I should watch. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I got you covered. I'll take care of you. Yay. Um, so, you know, I had already watched Bloody Ballet before um, when we had you on the first time. Um, I hadn't seen Bombshell Bloodbath yet. So I did, you know, I ended up watching that one. Um, but I want to, Bloody Ballet, and I think I had mentioned this to Shane Terry too, is, you know, I watched it the first time, loved it. But then when you watch it again, you start picking up other things that you just didn't really quite notice or see. So it's nice yeah. and it's nice to watch it again because I, I was like, holy shit, I didn't see that the first time. Because I remember when you were talking about some of the kill scenes, which I'm not going to give them away. But um, the, I'm trying to think which one, um, without giving it away. Cause I remember you went the, uh, or the, uh, like this yeah. one, 
I don't, it, uh? that one. Yeah. That one I didn't see. And I don't know why I watched the whole damn movie, but I don't know if I it happened to, to look away at that time or what. And so I was like, damn, that was badass. <laughs> <laughs> like that would hurt. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That, um, that'd be a brutal death. Um, you no, know, uh, killer babes is actually bloodier than phantasma is. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it did. It did take it up a notch and, and bloody ballet is definitely bloody. I mean, that much is right when they changed the title from Fantasma. It's like, well, it's definitely bloody and it's got ballet in it. So I guess whatever, but. <laughs> it's like Thurston. I, the, the only thing I hate, like, because I remember I was like, I was so bummed out when they told me they changed it because it was too late yeah. for me to do anything about it. And I just kept going, but I have bombshell bloodbath and bloody ballet. I'm like, it sounds dumb together. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Tetra was like. We call it Dead Inferno. I was like, cool. Let's get rid of this bloody thing. I don't want another bloody movie. <laughs> bloodbath. No. Um, so the eyeballs, I'm not going to give that away either, but the eye eyeballs have always been just like, if I see, and even with um the beyond those yeah. scenes and then, you know, you like there's eyeball scenes in yours as well. And I was like, yeah. God, that's just so freaking gross. Like, Oh, it just so makes you like gross. cringe. That's just, that would be the worst because you know, you wouldn't die right away. So you're feeling half of that before you die. And that's yeah. just, ugh. I, th I think that Americans were going with the, the teeth and the nail trauma you know, that they thought that was like super gross, which it is. Teeth is sick too. And yeah. a lot of Italians were using eyes. Um, what I watched yesterday, opera, and there's somebody that got their eye pecked out by a crow. You're just like, oh God, like, that's so gross. Suck. Yeah, that would be hard. It's different, like it, it, it's, it pecking you anywhere else is fine compared to the eyeball. You think the eyeball and you're like, no. Yeah, because uh, you would feel almost all of that because i mean you're not going to die from like a couple pecs it's gonna i mean it, ugh. yeah and ugh. then it threw the eyeball on the ground and the other ones are like wow like eating the eyeball <laughs> <laughs> so cool <laughs> it was fun it's yeah. called opera opera yeah and i was surprised i hadn't seen it yet but my buddy lee troutman is like a super super horror fan mm -hmm. like way more than me he's seen like everything oh. and so i waited see it with him because i didn't want to watch it myself but it was like uh i forget what year it was made it was in the 80s to older. okay it sounds familiar but i don't think i've seen it but you i'm sure i've seen with like the little uh like nails that are kind of like going like this and blinding mm -hmm. the eyes it's super gross um because <laughs> the killer <laughs> will pop their eyes open so they have to see and murder their friends that's what um... the killer does that's in shot. opera that's yeah. what he does in opera yeah it's like a, one of those standard trench coat black of glove killer oh okay dude just running around being a jerk <laughs> being a jerk he's being yeah. a turd <laughs> damn it <laughs> um but <laughs> in bloody ballet i mean there were so many little eyeball parts where i was just like i think there was two of them that i hadn't caught the first time and i was like "Ooh, you know, ooh, that uh -huh. one's bad too 
Yeah. So the, I don't know why it ended up being an eye snatcher thing, but even the parents dead, when the kid finds the parents dead, you know, the eyes are missing. So mm -hmm. that's just something that, that they see, you know, so, yep. Let eye, let eye trauma. Yes. And then like <laughs> the reveal scene. Um, so. Where it's like. Yes. So that, that was badass, And I, I mean, I obviously saw that part the first time, but um, just rewatching it. I'm just, it's just like, Oh, that's, that's so gross. But then. It was hard to film. Was it? Was it? Really hard to film. Yeah. Just because it wasn't a, it wasn't a full body. We had to use like cut from um, the person that that's happening to right? Mm -hmm. To the, um, the dummy body and then back and forth, you know? Oh, okay because it just all wasn't in one, but we did get one shot with both and where we kind of just placed the body in front and it looked cool. So, but yeah, super gross. Oh yeah. Very, very gross. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and watch it because I, I tried, well, I end up not watching my movies for a while because I do edit them. So I've seen them so many times that like, I kind of get burned out by the time I'm done cutting them. Um, but then it's really fun. Like I, when, Dead Inferno came out. I watched that again, and I was like, "Oh man, like, that was really fun to shoot." Um, and you know, that that movie was super vulnerable because, like, at the time, I hadn't really made a like a legitimate movie. It started out as a backyard movie, and um, about four days in, it was just like all these people kept coming on board and helping with it. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, we had like a pretty decent sized crew, and we were doing pretty cool things but it it was it was going to just be a short oh and we were just shooting it for fun and then it just unraveled so that was pretty cool hell yeah if that hadn't happened I don't know if I would have ended up doing movies I wasn't really like thinking of making a bunch of horror movies or anything so oh you weren't no nah. no nope. I wanted to make a zombie one because I love zombies mm -hmm. yeah but yeah so that was super cool that is cool. So if it started as a short and then you guys decide to do it as a full length, so what did you do? Like just kind of film the short, then take a break for a bit and finish writing it to make it longer? Or like, how'd you do that? Yeah, so it was um, the scene that happens inside the house where the two are like robbing was the short. And then everything else got written around it. So the break-in was like the short. Okay. In a sense. And really what kind of happened is um, it was a group of four people and each one of us were going to make a short and put it together into a film and make a feature out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy who was directing the other one wasn't like, he wasn't able to show up any of the stuff. So he's just like, Hey, like I'm about to bow out. And I was like, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> that's cool. Like, I'm doing this shit. <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. And uh, yeah. And then got changed to bombshell bloodbath. It was called, uh, the drive-in film series and that's why all the movies that I do have the drive-in film series logo in the front is this a reminder where it came from so it's Aww. not that drive-in film series is a company Red Nebula is the company but drive-in film series is the inspiration so so I always has like the triangular drive-in film series mm -hmm. it, it happened we were shooting at my house making a, a no budget thing that turned into something so mm-hmm that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> um, so with 
bombshell bloodbath. See, you get confused with like the blood, 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 like trying to, yeah. trying yeah, to get on. We can, uh, from now on, we can say Phantasma and Bombshell Bloodbath. I think bombshell Bloodbath. Okay. Yeah. We'll, so I noticed in both of them, um, you had, and I know I have him on my friends list because I was like, God, this guy is really familiar. Um, Rob Springer. Oh, yeah. So is he Rob somebody that you work with a lot too? Yeah. Um, he was another one that didn't make it in Belladonna, but I... I love Rob. He's great. He he reminds me of when I was talking about the Giallo movies. He reminds me of that detective. Like he's just got the voice that's like mm-hmm. perfect in Phantasma. And uh, he made like you know a great villain, you know, in uh, Bombshell Bloodbath. So I mean, he he's always super super cool to work with. He's um, a great story of Rob. This is pretty funny. Is uh, I had somebody else casted for. Um, bombshell bloodbath for the doctor and he canceled a week before the shooting started and so I'm in panic mode I'm going back through what I had audition wise and I was like well I really liked Rob but mm-hmm. you know he's in Hilton Head South Carolina so I felt like it was a long drive for him but I asked him and he was like do you want to like be in the movie he goes I'll come to your house and I'll audition in front of you I was like, okay. So he did. He's he like, I all want this job, damn it. <laughs> and he did, he did the scene in the beginning when he gets attacked by the zombies. Mm-hmm. And literally, he says his lines, and then he launches himself across the room. He falls into my bookcase and lands on the ground. He's like, oh, like, pretend he's getting bit. I'm like, dude. I was like, yes. Like, of what? course, you the part. Like, that's hilarious. And that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he, he's another one that didn't make it to Killer Babes, but I'll have other stuff for Rob for sure. Because mm-hmm. I love working with that guy soon. See, that's cool how you do keep your people with you. I always, I, I like that. that. Yeah, when directors keep like certain people part mm-hmm. of their project, I think it's fun. Yeah. It is. And it just shows. Unintentionally, I just really liked them. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. But now I'm thinking like, oh, dang. I wouldn't want to make a movie without some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I think about my effects crew, I was like, I, I don't know. Like I, we nerd out so much before doing a movie, like making all the stuff, like all the gore scenes. And if it didn't have that, I don't know. Like it would lose personality of mm-hmm. making it. You know? Yeah. So as far as like the effects and the gore, do you do that yourself? Do you help with it? Do you just, does somebody, you know, do you have like a special effects team? That you're like, this is what I want. This is what I want to happen. And they do it. Or do you actually get in there and do it? Oh, I don't get in there, but I. You don't do it? Uh, no. <laughs> you do everything Most else. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Harp Effects is uh, who I've used for everything. Um, he always assembles a team. So it's different people. Um, Amber Michael's been a part of it. Um, Matt Patterson's been a part of it. There's a lot of different people that come in and do um, sections of the stuff. But Joe has always been at the helm of it all and um you know we we met doing a commercial for a haunted house and he was like making clowns in this tent and i was filming it so i just walk in there i was like hey dude do you know how to make a zombie and it was like when you know i was looking for proof or bombshell bloodbath he's like yeah man i can make a zombie and i was like okay fulci style zombie goes i love fulci we're like okay we're best friends we were like (laughs) do we just become best friends yep (laughs) 
But yeah. So I don't get in there and do the effects. Actually, I get grossed out by effects. Really? Um, but like I like I said to you before we hopped on, I I've um, I've shot everything I've done except for the brand new film. So I'm always behind camera, kind of figuring out the best angle for the effects. And the effects is usually cool because it'll take like four or five people, and sometimes that includes like PAs and other people, mm-hmm. like even actors that are not acting at the time, like pulling strings, doing things. And it's just fun whenever you know we're gearing up to do an effect scene because everyone's just excited to see how it happens, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone trying to get involved. But that's probably the best part of the horror films is like getting to an effect scene. Yeah. I love watching those kinds of things. Like I love watching it be made. I like watching, you know, how, cause I mean, you, you know, you'll watch a scene on a movie and you know, all this nasty shit's happening and this and that. And it's like, I'm sitting back there like, I wonder how they did that. That'd be so cool. I want to be covered in blood. I want to do that. I want to watch how they did it. And so it's like, I'm always like, my wheels are turning. Like, how is it done? How did this happen? How do you know what they use? Why does it look that way? Yeah, in, in Bombshell Bloodbath, there's the scene where uh, the one lady throws the shotgun over her shoulder and blows the guy's face off yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. And his face is like, Mrah. Yeah, and um, you see it just blow up. Yeah, so like, for instance, to do that, you know, we're shooting in my living room, so I'm not going to get blood all over my wall or anything mm-hmm. like that. So we made a new wall. We put it outside. We lit it exactly the same way. We had a dummy face of, you know, the guy, obviously, but it only was to like, you know, chest high. So um, the rest of it was just a wooden box and we just framed it in how we could. And then we had like a bunch of people all pull string at the same time to make his like flesh of his face, like whip open. Whoa. And there's a behind the scenes on the dead Inferno disc of like us doing it outside. It was thunderstorming and like everyone was trying to be huddled under this one little, you know, uh, carport. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause you know, we had to get it that day. It was like, cause everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, we, we did it when there was no lightning or anything. <laughs> wow. And so they pull strings and that's what rips the face apart? Yeah. And that ripped the face open. Yeah. Oh my and then gosh. we put in like um, a hazer and some post uh, fog and sparks, like for the gun and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> Green's doing it. I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah, I mean, it was like, um, you know, like fishing wires, so you can't see the wires anyways. Mm-hmm. But it, it would kind of give a gross effect because like even when they get to the edge, they kind of do a little flop thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, <laughs> so gross. It's so so gross. unrealistic, but gross. <laughs> oh, man. The best ones, the weird ones, where you're like, that can happen, but that's awesome. <laughs> There's one movie, I've, I haven't watched it yet, but um, my indie productions has been posting stuff on it for a while now um i think like the composer for the movie and um american guinea pig oh yeah have you watched that yet i haven't no i heard it's super super disgusting because before i even knew my indie productions i had heard about it somehow and i think i watched like a little video like it wasn't a trailer but it was like a weird little video and i was like that looks extremely disgusting yeah um I think it, like unearthed films and stuff like that do those uh, extreme horror. Well, Tetra does too, but they also do st- standard horror too. But yeah, so some films are just like really out there. But yeah. I, I, I don't tend to get to them. Not that I, I mean, I can find a place to enjoy them, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, d- it depends on 
how graphic? Do I sound like a, a wuss now? No, <laughs> not at all. No, <laughs> no, you don't sound like a wuss. Gore really isn't for you know. A lot of people don't like that. They can love horror movies, but they don't. You know, like they say like the Serbian part. films. Like I haven't watched I'm one of those. Just gonna mention that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess I'm I'm into like certain things, and other things don't pass as entertainment for me when it goes yeah. too far. Yeah, no, I totally, no, I totally get that. I was going to mention Serbian film. I haven't seen that one either, but this director I worked with in California um, had told me about it. He's like, this movie is so fucked up and so disgusting. He's telling me all these scenes. I'm like, well, I really want to see it just because it sounds so weird. So then I started watching trailers on it. I'm like, yeah, that looks really, really messed up. But, and then like, <laughs> and then you see like all these people on Facebook, you know, when they, they're writing about it or there's like a comment about it or you know like what's the worst movie you've ever seen or the most disgusting movie you've ever seen and they mentioned that one and everybody's yeah. like don't watch it don't watch it it's disgusting my head was fucked up afterwards and it's like <laughs> i, I want to see it just to see like is it as bad as they say or yeah it's hard to find well, though now, we'll do a, we'll do like one of those watch parties right is what they call it yeah let's do it you like watch with that people we're like watch watch a serbian film together and watch party and we're like, eh. we'll be the only two on there <laughs> yeah we're the other everybody's like we're no like, well, we're so cool yeah if you can find it let's do it it's like it's so hard to find because they banned it like in so many places right yeah it's so bad sure or like human centipede <laughs> that is that's one movie that i i don't like that movie it's it was so fucking gross that was lips to butthole that was just oh god (laughs) me and my mom watched it i had no idea what it was about you watched it with your mom yeah my mom's super cool though like where she's who started me loving horror i was like five years old sitting in the living room watching horror movies with her we go to every horror movie that comes out like she's my horror buddy um she's super badass but we're like, I was like, well, you know, we're flipping through Netflix. I'm like, you know, I've heard of this. I don't know what it's about, but you know, whatever, let's watch it. She's like, okay. So we're both sitting there watching it and we're just like, it's like silent. We just don't even like know what to say. So at the very, <laughs> the very end when it's over, we just both like, I'm all kicked up on the couch with my legs up and we're just sitting there like, what the fuck <laughs> did we just watch? And I was The like, second one's worse. I heard that too. I won't watch it. Oh. First, no, I'm done. After the first one, do you I want the hook though? Do you want the hook since you're not gonna watch it? Yeah. Am I allowed to say the hook on the show? Is that gonna ruin it for other people? I don't think it'll ruin it. It's been out for right, how guys, long? Plug your ears for thirty seconds. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You don't alert. want to know. Spoiler alert. Human centipede <laughs> two is a, a creepy dude who is obsessed with the movie Human Centipede, so he tries to do it himself. Ugh. So really, what it is is like human centipede but all the operations are botched and people are like getting you know like you know like the sewing's not good and all that would happen does happen and people are getting infections and it's just disgusting like when you take it from an intelligent doctor to a sloppy guy it gets so (laughs) much worse there's just more poop just like more poop oh that that part was so sick and all i could think about on that part you know it's bad just in general watching it but i was thinking that is sitting on his on her tongue like it's just sitting there she can't swallow it's not go it's just sitting there and that's all i just kept thinking was it's it's on it's in her mouth and it's not going anywhere 
Yep. Just uh, having a good time Saturday <laughs> night at the park. <laughs> uh, uh, God, that's raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's sick. So the director, again, that I was worked with in California, he loves those movies. And he right. told me to watch the second one. I'm like, fuck you. No. He's like, Maybe no, you got to watch it. There's some jail or something. but I'm... Yeah, and there's like a 500-person centipede. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, how, <laughs> how many mouths can we sew to assholes? Let's, 500, let's do 500. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to that one. Um, I feel yeah. like I knew what it was going to be like. <laughs> so, you know. A prison ah, feed. Good, you know, there's other things I can watch. <laughs> oh, so gross. So um, my friend, Robert Lasardo, he's in that. And I never asked him what he played. He's in the third one. Yeah, you ask him if you did ask to mouth. I didn't ask him that, but I'm assuming so because you know he does a lot of like the prison gangster type. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, that's that's a franchise to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's known. So it's very known, and I tried getting people to watch it, so I wasn't the only one to see it and be like traumatized. Yeah. So I was telling my best friend she actually passed away, but um, I was telling her I'm like. So you need to watch this movie called Human Centipede. She's like, ew, why? I'm like, because I don't want to be the only one that saw it. You need to watch it too. <laughs> She's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Take my pain away, please. Yeah. I'm like, please don't make me be in this alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay. So before we started recording, well, last week or the week before when I talked to you, I told you to pick a movie yeah. that you want me to watch. And so you chose the Beyond, and I don't know if I'm saying so. Is it Lucio Lucio Fulci? Is that how you say his name, Lucio Fulci? Okay, so we've kind of talked a little bit about like scenes or whatever, but we didn't say why we were talking about it. Um, That movie was so good. I did not. It's not that I didn't expect it to be good because I figured it would be, especially if you really love it. Um, But the gore in that was just like whole it was done so awesome and good and gross and cringy especially and especially for the times too you know yeah um, and assuming that you know italians don't you didn't have the budget you know um mm-hmm. this is all happening when romero was making you know dawn of the dead and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know? and it, it was zombies were way more uh, brutal in the uh, you know European films, they they were more based on voodoo than mm-hmm. coming back from hell, you know. And I love the supernatural elements to all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the Beyond for me was his masterpiece out of all of his movies he's done, and then they're all great. Like I, I love a majority of Fulci's films, but the Beyond to me the, was the best executed when it comes to like taking the fan base that he had from Zombie. And buying him into like kind of his new push for supernatural type stuff because you know I mean even the City of the Dead and stuff like that it's it's not as like straight up zombie they're still like you know supernatural like it's it's really fun that that's the one you'll probably want to watch next is what the, he did right before the Beyond but it was I, which one I don't was, know it? If it was the same. it's called City of the Living Dead City of, okay I wrote that down so that one is 1980. And I can't remember whether 
I think the BN was 1981. So, I mean, they were so close together. He had the, it was the same vibe. Um, and, you know, his craftsmanship was very much the same. So that's a great movie too, though, totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are scenes in that that are super iconic, super gory, and you'll remember forever. You know? Nice. Um, but yeah, awesome director. He's, uh, I don't, I can't, I can't say whether he's my favorite director. Um, he may be. Danny Boyle is another one that is one of my favorites. Um, Who? Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. That sounds really familiar. He did um, uh, 20 Days Later. He oh, okay. Did, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. Okay. He did Train Spotting. So, like big time movies. Did Sunshine. Uh, yeah, but like at the same time, people like, I don't know anybody that I've been like, Danny Boyle, and they're like, oh, I know him. They're always like, I don't know who he is. And then you name some movies and they're like, oh, I've seen those. Those are all great. Mm-hmm. But he is, he's got a fantastic style and it doesn't matter whether he's doing a kid's movie or a, a horror movie, like he's slaying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's the best all, all around director that I like as far as his skill in storytelling. And mm-hmm. Fulci's five. He makes my favorite movies. Nice. Watched. I like Romero too, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lucio, Lucio, I have such a hard time saying it and I don't know why. Lucio Fulci did um, Zombie? Yep. Okay. See, and I didn't know that. There's like a conflict between, because he was making that, and it's kind of like the answer to when Romero was coming out with the second zombie film, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Zombie was coming out at the same time. So they had to, like a conflict in titles. Um, because I, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Dawn of the Dead ended up being called Zombie in Italy. And because of that, it's called Zombie 2 in Italy. Oh. Um, and it was able to be just zombie in the United States. So then mm-hmm. you had Dawn of the Dead and Zombie, but. Okay. So yeah. Zombie and Zombie 2 aren't actually related. Um, zombie and Zombie 2 are really what ended up being full cheese movies, whether as what it was called in Italy or the United States. But I think that um, Dawn of the Dead had a zombie title in Italy and that's why they changed it um, to Zombie 2 in Italy. There really wasn't a second movie of Romero's. It was just, Okay, so it's the same movie, just... You'll find it, you'll find boxes of Zombie, and then you'll find boxes of Zombie 2, and Mm -hmm. they're both uh, the same movie. Okay, see, I never knew that. It's confusing, yeah. It's kind of like, bosh, I'll bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. like Brett Mullen's jerk movies, yeah. They're not jerk movies, (laughs) they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They're so good. Um, if it gets loud, we're having a thunderstorm all of a sudden that like oh, just cool. started. So I don't know if it. Let's make a movie. We should. We really, really should. I want to work with you yeah, so bad. Hard rain five. Do what? It can be us in a little hard rain five. Yeah. I don't know how many made of those. Hard rain two. Hard rain two. Hard little boat, some guns. Trying yeah. to keep the coronavirus away from us. Yeah, no shit. But we'd have to go we'd outside, so we'd be screwed. True. Yeah, truth. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we totally have to work together. Yeah. 
It'd be fun. Even and if band and movie, you know, we'll write our own soundtrack. Let's do it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. See, <laughs> like I would love to work with you. Um, in the beyond the spiders. Oh, I was going to tell you too. There was like so much fucking acid. Like there's acid and there's eyeballs and there's spiders and there's just so yeah. much shit that I was like, so like crap. He's got an obsession with uh, using acid in his movies too. Oh, okay. I, I think it's neat because it's not really used that often, but I, I did like how they tied in, you know, the, um, when they, um, kill the guy by throwing the acid on him in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Not telling you who he is or spoiling anything for anybody. So that guy gets doused with acid. So people tend later on in the movie to get killed by acid mm -hmm. from a supernatural standpoint. Like it's just like falling off a desk onto their face, you know? But I think it's all trying to tie into that, you know, where they crucify him and throw the acid on him in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be horrible. But... Yeah, that would be a really shit way to go. Mm -hmm. Would it really kill you, though, if somebody threw acid on your face? Would you really die, or would you just be extremely, extremely painful? Um, it depends. If, if, it, if it melts you down to your skull like it did beyond, I guess you're dead. I guess that's <laughs> you have true. no choice. You're like, oh, I'm a skeleton. Oh, fuck. Well, and even like some of the scenes where um, I think it was the second acid scene, um, with the lady mm -hmm. um and like so once the acid kind of eats its way down, and i was watching that too i was like whoa that's really neat because it's like the acid starts bubbling then all of a sudden blood kind of starts coming out with the acid then it starts mixing then it gets even lower and like her skin's like popping open and then yeah. blood's pouring out and i was like that is really fucking cool and then the blood's like, I'm coming to get you. Like, yeah. Off the ground, like, like the blob. It's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of neat though. Like I, cause you know, you don't know how they actually plan that to be. Um, and you know, you wonder like if the acid is something that represents, you know, something coming after them, then mm -hmm. was the blood just extra blood coming towards their feet to be scary? Or was it like the acid, you know, bleeds her out and then becomes something that's coming after the kid. Like you don't know. Mm -hmm. So this is neat. Like movies are really, yeah. really well done. And I love the end. The end's awesome with the painting. Yeah. Super trippy. Yeah. Um, the dog's cool too. The dog. Oh yes. That scene too. And I was thinking the dog is going to be all like super awesome and sweet. And I was like, Oh, it's her dog. He's there to help her. And then it was like, Oh, yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't the alpha anymore. I was like, pack. Yeah, no kidding. And then yeah. even that scene though, like watching the effects of how that happened. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, we're not wanting to give it away, but it's like back in 1983, yeah. people. It was like, a, you know, puppetry, but it was uh, really well done. I mean, mm -hmm. making animals is difficult. Very difficult. Mm -hmm. Rucker's making a werewolf right now. Who is? Joe Harp. For your movie? For Killer Babes. A werewolf? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like mechanical jaw and eyes that move. Shit, that's awesome. Freaking cool. Really cool. Um, but yeah, so animals are hard. Unless you're yeah. Joe Harp. 
Cool. <laughs> wow, that's so awesome. Yeah. A werewolf. It's layered. That movie is layered. It's really cool. I can't wait to show everybody. I can't wait to of, see it. I, I was trying to describe all the characters in the movie are almost like they could all be action figures because there's not an unimportant character in it. They all, it's almost like Nightbreed where like all the characters of Clive Barker's are like really cool, right? Mm -hmm. And interesting and all have motive. And the same thing with uh, Killer Babes. Like there is no lead that doesn't have depth and days to it. So like, even though the castings are big, it's like, they all are on set multiple days doing a lot of stuff. Like none of them are just like, I'm here for a second. Sometimes you get that, you know, Yeah. you just pay for somebody to be on screen for a sec, but that's not the case. Those guys are all mains. Nice. Really sweet. Oh, really that's cool. awesome. So when you got some big names in it too. Yeah, it was totally a love letter for fans. Like I was thinking like, um, you know, I want to, I want to keep making movies, but um you know, eventually you got to say, like, make a statement piece, but at the same time, uh, you know, catalogs can be short when uh, they're independent. So I just want to put out one that people really remember for the stars playing unique roles. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the role I gave Linnea Quigley, I don't know if I've seen her in a movie like that since the 80s when she was doing Night of the Demons. She's a complete oh, badass. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, a lot of people have just kind of been making her cameo type person, but like, I'm so excited to give Linnea another Linnea Quigley movie that where people are like, yes, like, I want it to be like that, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's really important to me. So, yeah, the evil people in it are super evil. Oh, man. Yeah. And you can't say who the evil people are, can you? Well, I can tell you Linnea is. She's a witch in the movie. Cool. She's really cool. She's always wanted to be a witch in a movie, and I didn't know that until I approached her. So <clears throat> I didn't know whether it was going to be a hard pitch because I, I met her at a convention, and we went like back in this room, and we were discussing the script and all that kind of stuff. And, and when I said witch, her eyes got big. She's okay. like, I've always wanted to be a witch. I was like, sweet, okay, we're oh, done. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Then Debbie Rashawn is a witch, okay. um, and Lisa Wilcox is a witch. So Lisa Wilcox is from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, they make a good evil group. And then there's three others that I won't tell you who are evil. They're super evil. Some of them are like way evil. Really? Oh, man. Like killer and phantasma evil. Like okay. Passion up people. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Popping so it's, it's fun. Um, it's, it's, um, it's kind of a... Um, it's not a revenge movie, but it feels like a revenge movie because the women are definitely the dominant sources. It takes the tropes of male and female and flip them. So the, the men are the ones that are being picked on and the women are just kind of the savages in it. So it's really neat that I played it. So it's, you know, the, the guys who play the rough, tough guys are just not at heart when it comes to the the beautiful females that are kicking their ass, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's really fun. The dialogue's awesome. And most of the people signed on to the project because they love the script so much. Mm -hmm. So that was good faith that I did a good job writing it. But I spent a long time on that script. Yeah, I almost took a year writing it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, it's got, it's like one of those movies that almost every scene hooks into the next. And it really 
um, it gives you like a lot in the, in the time you're watching it. So it'll probably finish quick. Like even though it's about, it'll probably be about 90 minutes. Um, it'll probably feel like 60 because it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. It'll be one of those ones you'd want to watch a couple different times to, to pick up every little cue because there's so many cues in it that lead up to next things and all that. Oh, damn. Yeah, I can't super wait. Proud of it. Good. When do you think, when are you releasing it or when are you planning on releasing it? Uh, October. So I'm going to try to do uh, Halloween. Oh, shit. I know what I'm going to be doing. Halloween 2020, Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco. Hell yeah. Um, unless it has to be pushed um, the last uh, section of shooting, which is starts at May 4th. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, if, if May is like a mess for whatever reason, then we won't be able to do it. But hopefully, hopefully everything blows over and we're able to finish that movie up. Otherwise, it'll be punted a little bit and I probably wouldn't be able to get it done like by Halloween, but oh, it would be man. super cool. I mean, it's Halloween themed too. So, oh, okay. Yeah, super fun. Shit. Like it takes place on Halloween. It's one of those ones. Oh, cool. Oh, that's so exciting. I want to see the werewolf. I'm so excited to see the werewolf too. Cause as stupid as this sounds, and I know they're not real, but werewolves scare the shit out of me. It's like, yeah. I'm good with vampires. I'm fine with vampires. Well, I'm fine with ghosts. I'm fine you're with definitely going to be scared of this one. Really? There's not. We made it our, our goal to have it a werewolf that no one's ever seen before. So it's not a generic werewolf. It's a completely original design that Joe and I, you know, made together by going through books of different things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's up there with the creepiness that the, the dog creature in the thing is that rips and does its face and everything like that. Like it's, it's brutal. It's not a pretty wolf. It's a very disgusting wolf. Um, and so let's just, let's just say it doesn't like, um, it doesn't tear away from the person very easy. So it just looks like, you know, gross. Oh, so and painful. Really, really cool and painful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that too. Because I was, you know, I've, I've wanted to do werewolf stuff, but I just didn't want to make it the, the same werewolf that a lot of people see in movies. Yeah. You know, this one's totally different. Gross. Really gross. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I saw the, okay. like, uh, moldings of it from Joe, and I'm like, He's like, so it's good? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. You're like, it's really perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Holy shit. That's so cool. I can't wait to see it. That's, um, will you be able to at some point post like behind the scenes stuff or post yeah. who characters are like, will you do that at some point or are you trying to keep it all a secret until It'll October? It'll be a ton because the, the behind the scenes is in depth with this movie as the actual production. So there's a team doing behind the scenes wow. and all of it's like, there's, I was trying to skim through it because I hadn't seen all of it yet, but mm-hmm. there's like interviews with like everybody on set, all sorts of different points and everything going on. So it'll be really cool when it gets out. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've talked to a broke horror fan about releasing a VHS for it too. Um, so that'll be cool. Yeah, there's a couple of people interested in it. So we'll see kind of the route where it goes. And But I really want, like I would lean towards somebody that's going to put a lot of extras on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what I like about movies, anyways. I don't like a lot of people just try to give you the DVD deal. I'm like, man, this is this is shot high resolution. Let's at least do a Blu-ray mm-hmm. and uh, you know put all the 
extras and interviews and all that kind of stuff, everything you'd want to know. Uh, and a poster is being made for another poster right now, which is really cool. That focuses on uh, Jenna Cannell of, uh, she's in Terrifier and the mm -hmm. Bye Bye Man. So she's one of the leads. And um, so we filmed a lot of her stuff. Her character is super cool. Is it? Yeah, it, it was fun because, uh, you know, we designed her costume from scratch. Um, Sorry, Davis did. And, um, you know, I didn't know how Jenna would think. Like, she always wears unique stuff in her movies. Mm -hmm. You know, the Terrifier outfit was really unique. Mm -hmm. So she tried it on, she walked out and I was like, man, that's killer. And she was like taking pictures. She's like, I love it. So <laughs> nice. we, we knew it was a hit. It went well. Good. Yeah. Man, you're doing so good. So good so, so far. Good. Do what? I said so good so far. Just that's, keep cracking at it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Good. I can't wait. October needs to hurry up and get here. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I had most of it cut, so now I need to get the rest of it shot. Mm-hmm. I, I loved cutting the stuff I have together right now looks really super cool I just can't show any of it because they're all spoilers so it's like just sitting you know on my raids yeah do you have like your friends come over and do you show your friends the stuff or no, no one's in it. really just you yep. yep oh that'd be so hard it is super hard <laughs> yeah like the the person who saw the most is uh the boy that's in the movie brady hepner i showed him like a scene of him coming into the roller skating and it was like this big scene we shot we had a like a 40 foot jib with all these classic cars and he like speeds his bike down into this thing and then he comes in and there's like a jib coming from the ceiling and we had like a ton of extras out all in you know halloween costume and we had decorated the shit out of this place and it was just it was so cool. So I showed him like a 15 second clip of that. And he's like, oh man, like, you know, all excited. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't showed anybody else. So Damn. yeah, it'd be super, super cool when it's all cut together. Nice. Everyone gets to see it. Hell yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. Um, yeah. Shane was talking about how I didn't realize that he does, he does character development. So mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that beforehand. And so he was talking about how, you know, yeah. he, he works with, you know, works with you guys and says, okay, you know, this is what I'm thinking for the character. What do you think of this? You know, and he goes all out and he, he basically method acts too. Yeah. Which That's, is uh, you know, going back to what I said about why I love working with Shane so much is because he does have that, that dedication to it. Mm -hmm. And it also helps too that he knows me so well at this point that he, he does know kind of my taste, but he feels yeah. comfortable enough to voice his opinions. I think a lot of people do because I'm a very collaborative person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to tie things in that are true to people, you know, if they want to show those things or if they feel like a character would say something slightly different, like I lean towards that because I've gotten better results out of doing that than trying to keep it, you know, yeah. exactly verbatim. So yeah. Yeah. Shane definitely, he gets obsessed about characters and he puts a lot into them. So I just kind of let him go because it helps the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, just letting him be as passionate as I am about it. I mean, when the movie's done, it's all of our movie. Like maybe mm -hmm. I forefronted wanted to do it, but, you know, it ends up being everybody's. We all spent the time on set together, you know? So we're just all putting our pieces together to make it awesome. So it's important to put a good crew together, like people you trust and people you like being around because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's its own little book that you get to shut you get all that time together you got all that collaboration like art is basically 
you know, it's a huge bonding experience. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, do you know who, uh, Tony Newton is? Tony Newton sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I know he's, I know we have mutual friends with him and stuff, but he's, um, he's a director as well. Um, I could be wrong, but he might be part of my indie as well, but don't quote me cause I don't know for sure. Um, I would know a picture just cause you know, um, his picture I live is... in a weird Facebook world where I, I, there was this person I knew from Facebook, but I swore I met them in person and I saw him at a convention and I ran up on him and I was like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? And I was like, Oh wait, we never met before. <laughs> You're like, but I totally know you on Facebook, damn yeah, it. I was like, shit. <laughs> so this is the Facebook picture of him? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Yep. So maybe my indie promoted. I like I don't really know if he's even part of my indie, but I just assume it's it's so hard once you get into Facebook and like, you know, you have two hundred mutual friends with these people, you know, it's like you don't really know how everybody knows everybody. But um so he's working on a film called right. The Dark Web. So me and my director friend here did a segment for him for it. And it was cool because, um, you know, we kind of, we like me and him collaborated, not Tony Newton, but me and my director, um, collaborated mm -hmm. on it and was like, okay, let's do this, this, and this. But then there was this one scene that we did where he's like, you know, well, I think you should do, you know, you're freaking out doing this. I'm like, honestly, if this just happened, that's not how you would react. You know, you wouldn't be like, screaming your fucking head off and being like, oh my God, you know, doing that. It's like, you would actually right. be kind of more like, you know, you're scared, you're backed up into a corner, you know, you'd be a little quieter. You don't want whatever it is to hear you. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't freak out like that. He's like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's do it that way. So it's cool. You know, it's cool when you can kind of react the way that you think you would really react as opposed to what the script says, because then it's more natural. Yeah. And it sounds more natural. So one great method of doing that is when you do your um, rehearsals, you do them on paper with everyone sitting mm -hmm. and you do a, you do a generic blocking. So you say, Hey, like you're going to be here. You'll make it over to here. This will kind of happen. You let them explore how that scene's going to go on the very first take and you get authentic reactions from both people because they don't know exactly how it's going to go. And, um, you know, as long as you nail it on camera, that's like the key, you know, why mm -hmm. people don't do that all the time, but you'll get really interesting stuff. I feel like if you're too, uh, hands-on in the front, you lose that from the actors, you don't get a chance to see how they interpreted it enough. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Like to have confidence that, you know, that they're good enough that once you see that you can, you know, make it whatever you want, you mm -hmm. make whatever kind of cookie you want. <laughs> yeah. maybe you didn't want from the chip that was nice for showing you <laughs> i wanted sugar okay so i've been waiting for you to yes. announce something mm -hmm. special. all right so <laughs> after the after the wrap of killer babes production not um not the post-production, but the production, um, I'll be um, starting to work on casting and other things for a project called Phantasma dun, dun, dun. 2. What is it? Phantasma 2. Ooh, yay! 
It's called Red Carpet Reveal, and it doesn't it doesn't follow Phantasma. It lives in the same world as Phantasma, so it's a different character going through different things in the same world. So I hope to tie the main character Kendra in it. Mm -hmm. uh, she was the the blonde, so at some point she's wrapped in it if I can get her. Um, but yeah, super exciting. It's a it's kind of a, like a mind control. Uh, horror mm -hmm. um, and it's based around um, someone what you know what it takes to make it in Hollywood um, oh. so oh man it's gonna be cool because it's it's half a monster flick too which oh. is really neat um, I love a good monster flick Hell yeah. so it's got monsters it's got um, you know uh, cool like the locations I see for it will be really really sweet um, it's got some like really intense um, like paparazzi type scenes that are all kind of lit by flashes um, you know I, I have some people in mind I want to be in it but there'll be a, a general casting for it and uh, they'll probably start production at the beginning of next year as long cool. as everything's going well so that'll be really sweet and then I've got a, a short that I'm working on. It doesn't have a title, but it's kind of like a Mario Bava movie. And it's for an anthology. Um, one of the directors is uh, got a very big name for one of my favorite movies, but I can't say what it is because, you know, whatever. But I, I will have the chance to be on an anthology with him, which is really cool. Oh, I bet. Uh, so that's going to be sweet, too. Oh. So that's, that's kind of what's up. But I haven't, I've told nobody about Phantasma 2, by the way. Uh, Shane so doesn't know. No really? One yeah, no one knows. Like Shane always knows first, right? So yeah, um, yeah, no one knows about Phantasma Two, but I have it at one fourth done, written, um, and then I have a tree for the rest of how it will go. But it's going to be really, really cool. Like it's a really smart way to wrap, wrap like two timelines together. Mm -hmm. um, it's gonna be fun. Shit, It'll be really awesome. cool. Plus, I wanted to do another Giallo, anyways. Mm -hmm. So they'll be super exciting. You know, it'll have a very similar soundtrack. It'll have a very similar like dreamscape with the lighting and all that. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love that. It'll feel very much like the other one. It just won't be about ballet. It'll be about um, acting instead. So, That's freaking cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited. You told me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's badass. I've been oh. wanting to tell someone because I've been working. I've been working on the script, but uh, I was like, ah, this would be a great place. You know, you're cool. I know you like the first movie a lot. So. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's so exciting. Cool. Oh man, that's yeah. really cool. Will you have some like besides the blonde girl? Will you have others that were in the original? Oh, well, the first one, or will you do a um, whole yeah. new? I'm gonna have Brett Wagner. Yeah, it, it does kind of have a, a new, um, it does have a new space with all new people, mm -hmm. but there's a couple of return characters. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. It just kind of ties some things together that you're like, oh, like it, do, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feed too much off of the story of Phantasma. It just uh, gives you enough that you understand it's the same universe mm -hmm. and then it, it makes a couple couple things like a little deeper than it was you know it expands what you thought you knew mm -hmm. so what we thought we yeah. knew cool. we don't really know 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of leaves you at the end of Phantasma where you're like, oh, like, I think I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of this one, you'll say, I know exactly what happened. Cool. Like, it kind of, it explains all that and it, and it cuts into it. So that'll be really neat. Nice. Oh, I can't wait. That's so exciting. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited for it too. Hell yeah. Um, it'd be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe even the finishing of that will kind of spark that first one back. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love a re-release of it. Um, something that has got a lot more extras and stuff. Because it, it only got a DVD release. So it'd be cool to get like, oh. um, so like a director's cut or something. You know, a lot. Um, it had a lot of gore cut out of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They Is that because you cut it that way or the distribution company cut it, when, it that when way? When they took it, yeah. Mm. Um, there was a lot more of the killer in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I didn't realize that um, distributors cut the movies. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do sometimes if they think it's going to sell better one way or the other. You oh, know? Um, oh, that's a bummer. It wasn't stuff that I thought I really needed, but mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see it anyways. I mean, we, we made it. Oh, so. well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, put it all in there. Hell yeah. Just throw it all in there. Yeah. People love that shit. Cut director's cut would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. And then... Uh, I shot a ton of behind the scenes for it. I oh, did you? Interviews. I went to California and interviewed some of the actors that were out there and um, like now. So there's material to do something pretty cool. That would be so we'll see. Ooh, yay. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, media, man. So if, you're not, like, uh, if you're not in the immediate United States and you want to get uh, Phantasma to release, it's it's an open source outside of domestic for me and i'd be willing to give you a bunch of different yummy bits to play with wonderful yes. behind the scenes yeah and, and people now it's got like so many cool posters for it like it's got a ton of awesome artwork like you I could know. do those badass box for it that would be super cool do like a little like every part inside has a different picture yeah I like the one with the mask, the white mask. Me too. That one's badass. It's so cool. So the artist that did that is the one that's designing the Killer Babes poster now. Um, Cool. Originally, uh, the New Jersey Horror Con, which got canceled, was at the end of this month, and that was a exclusive poster for the event that was only going to have so many. And and Jenna and Tiffany Sheppis were both going to be there in person. Um, I had a filmmaker table there, and um, Shane was going to be there. So you got four, four people involved in the movie and we were going to be able to sign it and do stuff with it. But as soon as, you know, that got canceled, I was like, well, I'll have a poster. I'll just make it exclusive to something else unless, uh, they actually, they do their event in June then, you know, yeah. then, but we'll see. Cool. But it's going to be awesome. I mean, all of his artwork is so good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And did he do your original, the one that you are showing right now for Killer Babes? Is that the same, that's the same artist, right? Yeah. And he also did a poster for like my super surprise film that it's just been, it's been a long process. I've been working on it for like three years, but it's a, it's a remake of a movie and it's a big deal because it's a big movie. Um, But the, the director is, 
no longer with us. So it's, it's been an interesting things with rights. Like I've flown around and met a lot of people and, you know, shook a lot of hands to kind of get to where I am now. But the script is written and poster image is done. And, you know, people are pretty much on board. It's just like finding funding for it because it's probably going to take a couple million to do it, you know, correctly. So wow. it's just like, um, that was another reason to try to knock it out. You know, with Killer Babes, uh, you know, put a nice one on the resume to try to get funding for this next one. So everything will kind of fall in as it as it needs to. But I've got a, a couple of years of being able to do this other project. So we'll see if it if it happens. Cool. Um, it would be so cool. Yeah. Are you allowed to say what it is? You can't. Yeah. Huh? yeah. But, I mean, soon enough. Yeah. You know you'll get to do it i mean you'll get it done you you're up there you're getting up there you're doing good i mean you got these big names <laughs> in your movies i mean you're huh what I oh know. I, I don't know what i said <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i like half heard you but then it like stopped i'm like wait <laughs> fucking thunder I distracted. I, I, i'm lit here yeah so got lights in my eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't know what's well, going on Let's take a let's take a moment for the fans to see my movie collection. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. No, of All course right, not. Yeah. All right. So for those of you not seeing picture, I'll I'll kind of give you some highlights here. So we got a zombie stuff starting from George Romero's movies. You know, we got some weirdo ones like Flight of the Living Dead. Why <laughs> did they make that? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> uh, I got a signed Tom Savini, uh, Dawn of the Dead box. Right. Um, these are some ones that are lesser known of a platoon of the dead. Um, <laughs> I, I promise a lot of these people like will watch this video or something because they all still make horror movies. <laughs> um, Deadlands, uh, Zombie Campout. We've got like these are some older ones. So we got Shockwaves, some Cannibal movies, and Jungle Holocaust, and Cannibal Holocaust, Oasis of the Zombie, Just Franco stuff. We got some. Um, my stuff right there. Your Shameless. awesome stuff. VHS, uh, Zombie Lake, uh, more uh, Cannibal, Deep River, uh, Nightmare City, Sugar Hill, which is really underrated. Um, Tombs of the Blind Dead, more Giallos, Alan Waste Your Time. There's a ton of cool stuff here. No, you're fine. So, Keep going. You're good. You can show it all. So for people that are experiencing the uh, the maybe apocalypse, Find some of these ones. I'll give you just a few. <laughs> few. Um, let's see. What's a good one? This one actually is very disturbing. It's called Zombie Ass. Right? Zombie Ass? For all you turd people. It's called Toilet of the Dead. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> um, okay, so recommendations for the actual end of the world. We've got... Um, let's see. Let's do Island of the Fishmen. This is oh. Sergio Martino movie. It's a monster movie. It's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Let's do The Case of the Scorpion's Tail. That's a giallo. It's really gross. Lots of blood. We like gross. And interesting. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Very good zombie movie. That sounds good. Children shouldn't play that. with dead things is a Bob Clark stone. He did a Christmas story. This oh. is very much not like Christmas stories. This is very first movie. Wow. Um, 
And last one to give you guys, um, what do we want to do here? We will go with, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, let's so just go many. with the Blind Dead series. Just do the Blind Dead series. Watch all four of them. They're really bad, but you know, they're close to my heart because they're they're low budget uh, movies with heart. Nice Blind uh, Dead series. The Blind Dead series. Yeah. Okay. There's four of them, and they I don't know. They're not really plot. There's just Templars running around killing people. But shit, yeah. yeah. All yeah, right, check that out. It's so while we're all quarantined. We got a list of movies we need to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Night of the Living Deb? No. It's fucking funny. It's good. You'll like it. If you like horror comedy, it's good. I do. Yeah. You Night know of the Living Dead. Ready or Not was awesome. Ready or Not, Ready or Not. Was that like the hide and seek one? That was really good. I liked so that. Night of the Living Deb. Yeah, Night of the Living Deb. Of the Living Deb. And then cool. Deadheads. Have you seen Dead. Deadheads? No. Oh my gosh. You're changing my zombie world right now. Yeah, you're going to love it. Your world will be rocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love Shaun of the Dead and movies that are kind of, you know, comedy zombies. Mm -hmm. um, I love those. Um, it's cool. Yeah, those two and then you are. Watch, you watch Zombie Ass. I will watch ass. Zombie Ass. Let me write that down. Even though I have yeah. the video and I could just rewind it, I will put Zombie Ass. <laughs> yeah, sure. You do have the video. <laughs> like, I could just Toilets go and watch it, dead. but I'm going to write this down. Zombie Ass. You know, um, I've, I've made it so now that um, both times we've talked on podcasts, there's been a lot of poop involved. There has been. I mean, we even got into the human centipede. We totally so, did. Asked him out. I just hope you know that you're the only one that gets poop. No one else gets poop. <laughs> oh, I feel so honored. Thank I you. I don't say turd poop shit with anybody else. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'm yeah. like your turd. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, but <Yeah, the> <laughs> oh shit that's funny um but no check those two out you will like it also this doesn't have to do with zombies but it's like they're evil nazi sausages and it's called um what yoga hosers and kevin smith directed it so jason muse is in it johnny depp is in it johnny depp's sure. daughter kevin smith's daughter <laughs> johnny depp's ex-girlfriend his baby mama's in it um there's a couple other big names it is hilarious. Oh, and since you said ready or not, it's got, um, can't remember his last name, but his first name's Adam, and he plays the brother in Ready or Not. I don't know if the top The brother that tries to save her, basically, or tries yeah, to help her yeah. or some shit. Yeah, he was great in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was in Jennifer's in Body. What? Cool. It sounds awesome. That was funny. It was so good. And it's these little Nazi sausages, and they like, <laughs> these little fat guys, and they like, talking german and they have to defeat them it's hilarious yeah. and that's on I'm tubi on so on tubi tv is yoga hosers I'm oh and it's it. got um oh what's his name justin long oh great he's yeah, in that's it. been a while since uh he's been in something that i've watched yeah you'll like it watch that too it's hilarious. I was laughing so damn hard. <laughs> it was good. That's great. Yeah. 
So you got my list. I got yours. So we got movies to watch while we're stuck in our houses. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So we're at the end now. So now is where you can um, let everybody know where to find you, um, your upcoming projects, which yes, we talked about them, but you know, just a recap basically. Um, if there's anybody you want to shout out any, anything special that you want to say, now's your time. If you want to like shout out turds and all that good stuff, then you can totally do that too. Well, yeah, of course, you know, they may fast forward to the end of this because they, the first one they heard Thurston and the turd band stuff, they're like, we thought this was a movie maker, <laughs> but no. So uh, <laughs> to, uh, to check out my stuff, your, your best stuff, go into social media and uh, typing in Brett Mullen. Um, there's different pages for different movies and stuff like that, but uh, you can, um, well, you can go to Tetra and buy it because it's sold out, but you can find Bombshell Bloodbath on Amazon Prime. You can find it on Tubi. Uh, you can find it on Hulu. And you can find uh, Phantasma, but you just have to search under Bloody Ballet. And you can find that on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't think that's free anymore, but Mm-mm. who knows? You might make it free soon. So just- <laughs> it's kind of off and on. It's like free, then it's not yeah. free. Free, then not free. <laughs> Around Halloween, it's usually free. Oh. Um, and then I've got Killer Babes. And the frightening film fiasco that is in production right now. Um, that's got Linnea Quigley, Tiffany Shepis, Lisa Wilcox, um, Jenna Cannell, Debbie Rashawn. Um, gosh, it's got a huge list of people. So definitely go check that out. Um, it's, it's fun. There's some exclusive stills that are like on Dread Central and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and then yeah, I'll be posting some new stuff about upcoming projects that I'm working on after this is released. So um, at the time you're watching this, there will be some few stuff coming out after mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I'm really excited and um, I really love everything that's happening in the independent community right now with like my indie productions and with the, um, you know, what Romero's doing and what, you know, there's just so a lot of people are just trying to help independent artists, including your podcast, which I'm very thankful to be a part of. Um, it's just really cool to give us a space for our voice, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's what makes it, you know, spread. <laughs> <laughs> spread you're, the virus. You're, you're the, yeah, you're the coronavirus of us independent filmmakers. And we appreciate it. <laughs> We're just trying to spread good content, you know? Who about that hook? <laughs> Ooh, you know how to cure the coronavirus, don't you? No. It's been proven. I've actually figured it out. Drink alcohol? So, I don't yeah. know. Oh, for so, real? So, you do. Hold on, hold on. Okay. You get a beer, <laughs> and you open up the beer, and you drink it. And basically what happens is, the coronavirus gets drunk, right? <laughs> so they start like going like, oh God, hell, please. Like, I didn't expect this. And then you got to do a cartwheel. Because if you do a cartwheel, then they fall out of your mouth because they only stay, they stay in your throat for four days before they go into your lungs and stuff like that. So really just like hang in there, drink something good. Cartwheel, send those suckers out, step on them. I mean, they, they look pretty soft and squishy, so. <laughs> Step on them. Step on them. 
speaking of stepping on yoga hosers they squish the sausages like they come out of mouths and shit and you step on them and like they explode and they go in assholes too that's another see we were talking about turds and they go up into their butt and they take over the body they sound evil they're super evil like if if it's you know people doing yoga that's very vulnerable for buttholes (laughs) <laughs> Almost all those positions are like perfect for sausages. Yeah, sauce. <laughs> they are evil. They're little German yeah. Nazi sausages. It's just rude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you gotta watch it. You'll love it. I swear you'll love it. I feel like I want a mystery, mystery science theater of that. Of that movie. <laughs> that would be super funny. I haven't seen that forever. Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, now if I can keep a straight I'm face, I'll do my. Our exit. <laughs> what? Yeah, my face always hurts when I'm done talking. That's good. We'll survive. There's worse things. We'll totally survive. And then if we get the corona, I'm going to do what you said and I'm going to drink and then do a cartwheel and then vomit out the little squishy things and then step on them. Has and I'll write you and I'll be like, your method worked. I'm coronavirus yeah. free. Yep. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it first. Yeah, yeah. firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What is it? Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> it's even a better exclusive. Like that's good information. That's good shit to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. I always have a good time with you and I'm I'm glad that you came on again. Um, we'll have to do it again as often as you want. I love having you on here. So you're a lot of fun. Cool. Consider it done. I'll come up with a different lighting scheme next time. Yeah. Yeah. Next time do like purple, do purple, pink, or blue. All three. Yep. And then your shirt has to match because your shirt matches every single time. So. Sure. Yeah. I'm ready. I got a lot of shirts. So (laughs) I think it's doable. (laughs) You're like, I'll make a match. And next time I might have a light as well. Nice. Because I got to like keep up with you. (laughs) I'm putting some wicked bars together. So (laughs) setting bars. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, great. Thanks. Thanks, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I want to thank Crazy Ink Publishing, uh, which is my publisher for my books. So I have Broken Halo and Broken Halo Blood Curse out right now on Amazon. Um, the third one in the series will be out in January. I don't remember the date, but once it gets closer, I'll obviously know a date at that time. Um, so thank you to them. Um, I want to thank my indie productions for, you know, which we are both featured artists on there and that's how I met you. So it's, you know, they're just a great community and they're just amazing, super supportive. Um, so everybody needs to check them out on their website, Facebook pages, all of that good stuff. Um, Matthew Price Thompson with MPT Graphics for doing my artwork. Um, Johnny Daggers for doing my intro and my logo. And he was also my first guest. Um, Chris Atella, which I call him Atella the Hun. So <laughs> Atella <laughs> for doing my outro music and then some of my promo music that I'll be releasing just kind of here and there whenever I do promos, I guess. Um, Sir Sturdy is, I actually had him on right before you, but he's who started me with podcasting. I use, I was co-host with him. Yeah. 
So it's horror with Sir Sturdy. So he's on all the platforms too, um, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, all that good stuff. Um, Bud Vino, he's also been in radio, podcasting, all that for a really long time. He's a huge supporter. He's one of my very best friends. He's absolutely amazing. Um, check him out. He's, he's great. And then just all of my friends, family, and supporters that just are always there through this whole fun, crazy thing. And that's about it. So with that, we're done. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.